Hello, my name is Poria, and this is Bilal, the podcast where we share our journey on buying the mansion in Vancouver and starting the first Web3 Creator House DAO. Today, Bahar is a little late, but we got a great guest, Zach from Cabins. Let's welcome him. Hey, Zach. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. For the audience and for anyone listening, watching to this, can you please introduce yourself real quick? Who are you and what are you working on? Yeah. So my name is Zach, I'm ZeroXZach on Twitter, and I am one of the original founders of Cabin, which is a DAO building a decentralized city. That's awesome. the fancy way of saying that we are connecting a bunch of co-living communities together from all around the world. So I've been following you guys on Twitter for a while now, and it's crazy what you guys are doing. First of all, great job on all the Medium posts and all the documentation. It's just like fantastic Web3 edu for anyone who's in and out of the space. Great job on all the good things. So I'm just... I just want to start the conversation by asking you, why did Creator Cabins start? Like, where was the spark from all of it? Yeah, Creator Cabins started actually as a not Web3 community before we were Creator Cabins. We were Creator Co-op. It was a community of people who were creators in some form, which we just defined as making a living off the internet. I was a freelance software engineer running my own software product agency. We had somebody doing a direct-to-consumer coffee company. We had somebody who was starting, like launching a cohort-based course on public speaking in the age of Zoom, uh, just like a wide variety of what you might classify as a creator. And every week, this eclectic group would get together and support each other in growing our businesses and working together on what is otherwise a very independent and sometimes lonely pursuit. Uh, separately, my co-founder, John, was building a set of cabins in the woods. He was just so, like randomly building cabins in the woods. Is, is that it? Yep. yep. <laughs> now, I think uh, a lot of people in Silicon Valley, myself included, have had this dream of when I can, I'm going to get some property in, in nature somewhere and build a cabin on it. And John is a very much a pursuer of his dreams and this and many other regrets. Yeah, he, uh, he had that same notion and he actually went off. To date, he's the only person I know who has actually gone off and done it. So he built some cabins uh, in the Texas Hill Country. This group, Creator Co-op, went out there and to do a soft launch from the cabins. And it was the first time we'd got together in person that any of us had met in person after a year of working together and supporting each other in our businesses. And that we had an incredible time and we thought about, spent a lot of that week talking about how we could scale what we were doing and that was what eventually became cabin gotcha so you guys knew each other before like turning it into a web3 community like you're basically co-living co-working together that's awesome so why this web3 approach why the DAO approach what brought you in inside what attracted you towards web3 yeah that week that we all got together many of us came independently crypto curious but not necessarily crypto pilled one of the members of the group who came was someone named gem golds who was very deep down the rabbit hole and introduced us to mirror introduced us to zora introduced us to all of these web3 what we now call web3 creator tools that were being built on crypto and that's when when things really clicked for us it it then just became like crypto became the natural choice because everything was so much easier when you're just operating on crypto rails everything is extremely quick to launch and easy to launch and operates and interdependently very well we still have a long way to go in terms of the ux of crypto but launching a you know deciding to do it and then launching the mirror crowdfund and then setting up our token gated community was like a day's worth of work it was just like it all went very quick and very smooth <laughs> awesome it's good that you guys started before this bear market and we don't know how it's gonna end but great job on building this and 
and congrats to a person who took you down the rabbit hole. You mentioned you guys knew each other before, like starting the Web3 community. How did you find the early contributors for your DAO or how did you compensate them if you didn't have the funding or when you didn't have the funding? Yeah, I think DAOs are a new iteration of showcasing one of the things that the internet is just particularly good at, which is as a network, it's very easy to find your people or find your tribe. And so we've never done any outreach. We've never posted a job on a job site. We've never done anything like that. All of us met on the internet. We continue to meet every everybody who contributes to Cabin on the internet, et cetera. John and I actually met on Twitter to give you just like how, and the idea of how core that is to who we are. So everybody who has worked for us has found us somewhere on the internet. And so much of what we're doing and so much of what anybody who wants to be successful in this space should do is just talk about what it is that you are doing publicly and the right people will be attracted to. Gotcha. Would you say podcasts like this would, would help with that? Yeah, podcasts yeah. like this are a huge help with that. So I um, think you guys are doing a great job by making this such an integral part of what you guys are doing. Yeah, thank you. It's It was actually inspiration from Krausehouse. So, I mean, those two like documented everything and we wanted to take a similar approach, build in public, chat with previous path builders in this space, we could do a similar job or at least try to be a little bit better. So I'm curious internally as well, you have a lot of moving pieces. How many guilds or working groups do you have, first of all? Yeah, working groups, I don't think I can give you an accurate number on anymore. We've reached the size where I can't even keep track of any working groups we have, which is good. That is a good sign of how decentralized we are. A perfect example of this is our, we recently did a merch launch and I knew people were working on it, but I didn't know how far along they were, what the status <laughs> of that project was and didn't see the merch before it came out. I saw it on the like soft launch that we did internally with everybody else and saw how amazing it was and yeah, knew that, okay, that means where things are working in the way they're supposed yeah. to. Groups can just operate on their own. I don't have to necessarily know about it and what comes out is really good. So that's what's good. We've got, I think, five guilds at the moment, though that will shift over this season. We, we do our work in seasons. So over the course of this season, we're reorienting the way that we think about guilds and do something more aligned with that sort of original vision of creator co-op. And so we have five right now. At the end of next season, if things go well and this works, we could have 20 to 50. That would be surprising <laughs> to me. So That's awesome. It, it's yeah. so interesting. You mentioned the merchant. I feel like any, any Web2 executive hearing that would just tremble in terror. Like they don't know what's happening in their company, but you're, you're like, so chill about it. I don't know. Some groups of people are working on it. I'm just going to find out like others. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. John and I find out about stuff the cabin is doing on Twitter. Yeah, I know. It's pretty awesome, right? Um, yeah. So uh, that just um, leeways into my next point. Your thoughts on decentralization. You mentioned you you seem I don't know eighty percent, hundred percent decentralized. What's the number? And what do you think? What do you think about decentralization? Yeah, I would not say we're at eighty percent. That's I don't know. We will always be able to decentralize more. I think that this is more of a process or a path that we'll walk than an end state that we'll eventually reach. Right now, if you so maybe not necessarily in terms of how centralized versus decentralized we are, but how far down that path we are, I would probably hmm. say. 10% a lot more than we can. Yeah. Because decentralization is a scale, correct? I mean, you can never yeah. be fully decentralized or fully centralized. And it's great that, that you're like on the right path. Yeah. 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 And it's not like when I say 10%, it's not me and the, and the core team are making all the decisions. That's not the case. It's just, we have a lot of, a lot of things that we can do to build up that organizational skill, just like you said, in terms of how we decentralize. So guilds are going to help with this, the way that we're starting to think about what we're calling quests is going to help a lot with that. This is a new, like very active discussion that's literally happening today, like right now <laughs> in our discord. So I'm just curious again, how did you convince those people, those different uh, subgroups that you're not even aware 
aware of the different guilds. How did you convince them to all work towards a collective goal, a vision? Yeah. So with DAOs, we flipped this model, right? Not only in a traditional web two jobs that you had before you would go to your boss and ask for permission to do something. Is, is it okay if I do this? And in DAOs, we flip that, right? You have permission to do that. I like oh. certain parameters. You have permission to do things. As long as a certain set of parameters are met, you get approval or whatever. You can just go ahead and operate on it. And then uh, in terms of pulling towards the same goal, that's with DAOs, we're not, as as a founder or somebody who's on the core team, in a position to say that I know what is best, right? We just have so many people and we get to leverage the wisdom that comes with a crowd of people focused on a single goal. And so we get this sort of massive parallel processing of work towards that. And as long as everything is happening within the set of constraints that are defined by the DAO, then it's worth experimenting. And so we're not really convincing people to do something. People are proposing what it is that they want to do and then doing it. I love that. That's, that's exactly the thinking model that's being flipped with DAOs. As you mentioned, it's giving actual power to the users, to the community. What do we want to do? How do we want to approach it? Awesome. Awesome. So you got all these working parts. How do you manage it all? What tools, what workflows, what automations you have in place as much as you can talk about it? I am a minimalist in a variety of ways. And a lot of cabin is very minimalistic discord or on Clarity. Clarity is a really wonderful Web3 tool that's coming out. It's a really great tool for tracking individual contributors and their contributions and, and measuring that. And then on top of that, it's just got incredible tools for managing projects, for working with different kinds of documents and that kind of stuff. So literally all of our bounties are done through Clarity. All of our project management happens in Clarity. Like most of where we exist as a DAO is in Clarity. All the merch stuff that came out, that was in Clarity. DAO camp, this sort of big event that we recently hosted that was all hosted on Clarity. Everything is done on Clarity. I can get really practical on how we use Clarity, but in terms of the tools that we use, it's really like Discord and Clarity and that's it. Gotcha. Awesome. Have, have you tried out other Web3 project management tracking tools? Charmverse, Dwork, Wonderverse, a couple that I'm missing here. No, actually I've looked at them and explored them and, and spoken to some of the founders of them. I think Clarity has been building this Clarity has been building Clarity for three years before even DAOs were really a, a thing in the spotlight. And those teams, I'm sure, are are well-equipped and will execute well, but they've got a lot of catching up to do in my mind before they can compete with Clarity. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you yeah. for that. So I just yeah. want to add that Bahar is also here. Hello. So did, did you want to chat about Commodore and what we talked about? So yeah, so when we were talking with him, he came up with this idea that maybe we could collaborate with each other and maybe because we were also thinking about having a physical space or a co-living and co-living space. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I can talk to you a little bit about how we're thinking about this, but yeah, co-living and co-working is our thing. Cabin is really just this big experiment and people, place, and time. So we would, yeah, if you guys are in pursuit of acquiring a property or even just interested in acquiring a property, we've got uh, a group that's dedicated to the Awesome. Show. Just because what, what we talked about with Commodore was that there is a con there there is a possibility of us using the resources, the connections, the network from cabins and taking that within our community. So maybe merging communities or a sub-community, whatever that might look like. What benefits, first of all, do you see and what cost is there for you and for Yeah. So benefits and then costs. 
benefits. One, we have a big community that's dedicated just to this idea of co-working and co-living, both temporarily for short periods of time and then permanently. I'll put that in air quotes, but like for long periods of time. We are running short-term co-working, co-living experiments on our property in the Texas Hill Country. And eventually we'll start to diversify that into, you know, there'll be a mix of people living out there long-term, maybe on a one-year lease, maybe long-term, but not necessarily that long on a six-month lease and the people who are coming in week, new people each week, I think. Some people are staying there, some people are working on their own, some people are bringing a team out there for a retreat, some people are doing a residency. We're working with other similar communities, similar in just the sense that it's designed as like a co-working, co-living space. And these are either communities that are established, have been operating for a while, or are transitioning into the style of like co-working, co-living community, or are getting off the grounds. We've got a group that's working in Portugal. We've got two groups in Portugal, actually. One that is in the process of looking for land, right? And so they have a group that has formed around this idea. They're looking for land to acquire and then become a cabin neighborhood, what we call a neighborhood, right? There's another group that is an established community that is a, a Web3 co-working, co-living community in Portugal. And we're exploring the idea of what it would look like for them to become a neighborhood. So they already have the property. They've already been living on it and operating it for a while. They would become a neighborhood. Becoming a neighborhood gives you access to not only all the other properties within the network, all the other neighborhoods within the network, but the whole cabin ecosystem. So one of the things that we've done with the property in the Texas Hill Country is host build weeks. And through that, somebody submits a proposal. This can either be the property manager, the neighborhood manager, or somebody in the DAO for something that gets built. And then a group forms around this. There's an exchange or an agreement that is made. And then in the case of the last build week, for instance, a crew came out from all over the US, one person from Canada, one person from Hawaii. And over the course of a week, they built a paved stone path and did a bunch of other landscaping as well. The sauna is amazing. We had this one night where we were all hanging out in the sauna and <laughs> diving in the cold, in the pool nearby and stuff. And it was just like a blast. It was an absolute <laughs> blast. So as a property or as a, as a, somebody becoming a neighborhood, things like that become available. Gotcha. Perfect. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Just had this question that do you own these properties or do you rent them, rent the properties yourself and then stop renting them? Yeah, I don't. At the moment, our thinking is that there won't be a point where Cabin, the DAO, owns property. Instead, Cabin, the DAO, is almost like this protocol, like we will build something that is kind of akin to a protocol, whereby neighborhoods can be formed and run through this protocol or managed through this protocol. So ownership happens, like holding the Cabin token means you own part of this protocol that's developing. Separately, we will facilitate, probably, right, facilitate the ownership of land among our members. A lot of people are joining Cabin because they want to start a co-living, co-working community in wherever it is they live, Berlin, Panama, Argentina, you name it. At the moment, the current property is owned by John, my co-founder, and it is leased to the DAO for these kinds of events. As we have the protocols, we build out the protocol, there'll be some sort of like staking mechanism or something whereby somebody or a group of people who own a property can add or propose their property to the network, make it a node, and then that's what gives you access to all of these kinds of benefits that we're talking about. I see, thank you. Perfect. That's something we were actually thinking, and it seems like you're already like at the top of it. So we were thinking of, we were seeing Illusion House, Dropout DAO, Cabins, and other similar examples, Stay DAO, that they are all working on Web3 co-living co-working spaces. And we were thinking of creating just a Discord server, maybe a Notion page, or in case, in your case, a Clarity page. So we could all just share resources, whatever we have, if it's documents, if it's people we should talk to, videos, images, anything that would help 
foster each other's communities. So in a way, if we are empowered, they're also empowered, we're all empowered. And that's what's different from Web3, right? If one DAO, if one protocol makes it, then the whole space is going to make it. And we just wanted to get your thoughts on this Web3 co-living, co-working, community sharing initiative. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think about it? I think it's great. I think it's great. Great. So we got our sure. first community member. Awesome. We were also curious about your idea on co-living and co-working. What challenges have you seen? Have you experienced? Just because we're new to it. We started around two months ago with months of planning, but we, we actually haven't lived with other creators or other content creators, workers. What is it? How, how does it feel? It feels great. For us, it's like when we did that initial reunion, so to speak, of creator co-op, it, it literally felt like a reunion of friends. We had never met in person, but we had been working together, chatting, helping each other out, etc., for about a year uh, online. So it felt like a reunion when we finally got. My recommendation for somebody starting a co-living community is to start small. If you've got a group of people who you think you want to co-live with, start by doing a co-vacation somewhere and working out the kinks. It's a big step to go with living with a bunch of other people. You have shared spaces, you have, yeah, shared spaces and you're going to be on top of each other and you've got to figure out how to do that in a positive way. By starting with co-vacationing, you can work out some of those kinks and figure out what people's boundaries are and what's going to make it a win-win for everybody. The other is making it easy for everybody. You're always going to fight over whose turn it is to clean if you're trying to clean the house or apartment or whatever as a group. But if everybody chips in $10, then it's going to be very affordable for everybody for y'all to just hire a cleaner. When you spread costs like that, those things don't become very expensive for any individual person, but the benefit in terms of making everybody's life easier and avoiding conflict is enormous. So it's worth it. Just do it. Anything like that that you can do just to make people's lives. Gotcha. So like, it's like a MVC minimum viable co-living, um, yep. space. Yeah, that's a good way. That is a great way of putting it. So since you mentioned about costs, so wh whoever is are living in a cabin, they're like paying for rents, right? Or if they're a member of a crater cabin, are you thinking about like those who have your token would receive, I don't know, amount of a discount or something like that? Yeah, exactly. So at the moment, our cabins in Texas are rented out by the week. You can come out for a week and do a retreat, bring your team out for a week, or we have groups that put together a residency programs for them. And so we've got one coming up in June that is uh, DEI focused. There's a, a fee for that for somebody coming out to participate as a resident, but that team rents the cabin for the week that they're using it, right? Each neighborhood will have its own sort of offering that it makes to the DAO. And so it could be that there is a daily or nightly price to staying there. It could also be that some places, for instance, have minimums that they can offer a lease for. And so there's a property we're speaking to that can't offer anything shorter than a month. Right. You have to come out for at least a month. All of those things are going to be customized or unique to each property. And so they'll make these things in sort of an offering to the DAO, where if one price, if you come out for a month, one price, if you come out for a year, or if you hold a certain number of cabin, you can just stay through some period of time for free, maybe, or I don't know, propose certain things to the, to that neighborhood, et cetera. Okay. So I think it's going to be hard to manage all the neighborhoods. Like everyone in each neighborhood, they have their own people who are like managing and they're just communicating different protocols with each other. It's we're thinking about it as a federated system. So the neighborhoods have this relationship with the DAO, but the neighborhoods are largely independent. Yeah. And how we can learn about the neighborhoods? Cause I don't see them in your website. This is coming soon. Okay, great. Perfect. If it's okay, we just want to talk a little bit about what we're doing and just get your thoughts please. anywhere. Please stop us and just tell us, hey, this is wrong. Don't do this. Or, hey, yeah, this is okay. So our approach is creating the 
first Web3 creator house DAO, at least in Vancouver or in, in our area. We're thinking of buying a mansion. We got a couple of locations scouted and we're starting conversations with them to see how details will pan out. So we want to buy the mansion, bring in a select number of creators, six to 12, living there, co-living and creating content, mostly focused on video content, just because we, we understood that there's a lack of it in the Web3 space and in Web2 generally, right? Everyone yep. needs to get into short form videos and what a better way to do it if you got the creators and if, if you got the founders of the projects. So on one end, we want to bring in the founders of the projects, match them with the creators in our hive system, which is similar to what Radial is doing. Which one was it, Bahar? Dior. Yeah, Dior. So you, you probably know of them. So we want to have a similar system where they're matched together and then just projects come in, they come out, they come in, they come out. That's the uh, virtual part. Our personal focus is on future work. Okay. Just extending this model to other projects rather than marketing. And we wanted to pack in this uh, mansion approach and marketing and content creation approach to bring in eyes and people and possibly the funding to achieve it. So our starting point is to start a Discord, which we still haven't, and we're trying to decide if Discord is the best approach. So starting a Discord, having an X amount of community members. Secondly, launching the crowdfunding to move forward with the buying of the mansion as a DAO. If we have to incorporate in Wyoming as an LLC or somewhere here in Canada, we definitely got to do it. And then the rest of it. What do you think just generally about the whole idea, the approach and the starting point challenges, good things, bad things? Yeah, no, it's directionally that all sounds correct. One thing to think about is your, you can run your house as a business, right? A small business, right? You're, you own a mansion, you can fundraise in any different way that you want to own that mansion. And then you're running programming out of that, but uh, you just now like own this asset that you can use to generate a return, whether that's renting out studio spaces or renting out bedrooms so that people can co-live in with people of a similar skill set. I think that's, you described a lot. It sounds like that is the core of what it is that you're trying to do. That's the thing that focus on the most. And then the sort of economy that you described, I think we're merge around that. Raid Guild, I don't know D-Work as well. Raid Guild is a really great example of something to look at. I think Raid Guild has been operating for a while and has figured out a lot of stuff. And so the more you can learn from them and why they do things the way that they do, the, the better off you'll be. But that is a pattern imagine is going to become pretty common as we think about the future of work. We've been analyzing Dior and Break Guild and other there are like other examples of it for a while for months. And so yeah. that we could design our system and we added like from our experience of working with other people and managing different teams, we add more things to it. And we are also so excited to try out the system to see how it works. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Just let me also ask you this. Is it possible to buy a $20 million mansion using an ICO, an NFT crowdfunding? Do you think it's possible? This is a great question. Practically speaking, this is a great question for your your lawyers and your accountants, which every project in crypto should have a, have a lawyer and an accountant. I, yeah, this is a, this is an amazing space where anything is possible. Generally speaking, the question isn't whether or not something is possible, but how, right? And so mm -hmm. is this possible? Yes. How that's for y'all to figure out. Gotcha. So we don't want to hold you up too much just because we definitely just want to be in touch, whether it's uh, a monthly quick message with a small question to ask you about, or if we could invite you to that community we're building so we could all share the Web3 co-living, co-working resources. Is there anyone in particular in the space on Twitter uh, within your network that you feel like we should talk to based on what we described in our current situation? Yeah, you already spoke to Krauss House. I think they're Commodore and did you, if you spoke with Flex too, they're some of the greatest 
I don't know, minds in this space, specifically at the intersection of real estate and crypto or legal and crypto. Yeah. There's some names that I can send you people who I think would be good. So we learned about so many DAOs, like by just analyzing how they started everything. What are the DAOs you learned from or you analyze and you learned a lot from them? Yeah, I think we're really lucky and we've come up with like in parallel to Krauss, there's a lot of cross-pollination between us and Krauss us. Uh, similarly with Seed Club, right? We went through Seed Club's accelerator program and, and have just learned a lot from that team. In addition to that, I have spent a lot of time reviewing developer DAO and the way the developer DAO runs and operates. And so I've learned a lot from them. And then there's a whole cohort, a lot of, I think a lot of people in this ecosystem or this iteration of this ecosystem don't realize, but there are generations of DAOs before this one that you can learn from. Y'all mentioned Raid Guild. That's a really great one. Dow House, mm -hmm. Meta Cartel, that whole like ecosystem has been operating for a while and has figured out a lot of stuff just from the fact that they've been operating for a while. So it's good to, it's good to look at them and, and see how they operate. And, yeah, and a lot of the, a lot of big DeFi protocols that have been around for a while also have really big DAOs attached to them. So Yearn mm -hmm. is a great example, for instance, the Yearn DAO has figured out a lot in terms of how they do contributor payments and conflict resolution and that kind of stuff. And so it's just another really great place to look as well. Awesome. So first time, I think it was MetaCartel or the, the Moloch DAO. We looked at it and the, the website is super scary and yeah. I don't know what, what, what they were thinking or maybe that's an approach we should take as well. Is there any lasting thoughts you wish to share something we didn't ask, something you want others to know about you, about anything you want to add? Nope. I've got nothing. I think this was a great conversation. Thank you. Awesome. Really appreciate the time, Zach. It was super helpful. It's exciting just because when we started doing this podcast and this whole B house thing, we knew that we couldn't do it ourselves and we wanted to leverage the power of the web three community just because that was, is for us is at the center of this, uh, societal and technological revolution, NFTs, cryptos, they're all like side hustles or something on the side. The, the main thing is empowering DAOs in this interoperable future of work state. So we definitely want to be in touch with you more and with others in this space. And yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a great conversation. Thank you. See you later. Bye.